0: Maybe you've seen these articles that have been out for a little while now. They're pretty popular and they give these lists of items and tools and they have titles like 17 things you didn't know you were using incorrectly or um, five different hidden secret Uses for X amount of products. And I was looking at that and it got me to thinking, hmm, hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we talk about use versus build. I'll see you then. That term, use versus build. I first came across it when looking at some literature on gaming and uh, game theory and building out. Uh, things that have to do with that particular industry. But it is um, across the board for for many different industries. And so let me quickly uh, give you the scope of what I mean when I'm talking about use versus build. Okay, so use. How is something used? How do you go about making use of something, including yourself? And build. What is the construction, the components, and the scope of what something is made to do? What did the developer, the creator, or the master have in mind when they put such a thing together, including you? Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, I want to just kind of talk a little bit about the wonderfulness of this whole concept of use versus build. I mean, there's so many different things that I could think of when I was looking at this. It got me excited. Um, There are entire industries that are made around all of the uses for things that the makers never intended. Uh, You can just look at the uh, pharmaceutical industry. Well, I know, at least in the United States, where we have such things as that infamous little blue pill that came about because they found that it had a different use, a more effective, <laughs> different use than what the makers had intended for it. Uh, the 3M sticky note, and so many different inventions. It's just too many to even name. And so, looking at those kinds of things, I was like, wow, this is something. Um, <laughs> I I'm laughing because I was uh, looking at one of the lists and didn't realize that something that uh, I own, I I didn't realize uh, what a certain little indicator meant until I saw that list. And I'll just tell you, um, in my car, there is this little emblem on the dashboard uh, by the the readout for the gas. And I never, I I mean, I knew it was there, but I never paid attention to it. And I I saw on, like I said, one of these lists that talks about all of these little things that we've been doing wrong or not using or not making, uh, taking advantage of. And I realized that that little indicator was to let me know which side of the car my gas tank is on. And I was like, hmm, okay, cool. Um, now I'll tell you, I just, I, I love the clever inventions and uh, the, the clever ways that people show how to do stuff. I've even talked about it in another podcast, uh, it, it almost broke the internet, but a little while ago, someone uh, showed how to peel a pineapple. Without having to cut the skin off, and that thing right there, uh, that was that was amazing, and and not only that, but just different little things like uh, the takeout containers for. Um, Chinese food and how those containers have been engineered to serve as your to go plate, if you will. Just different little things uh, about the mechanics and the, and the bill type and the bill specs that go into the creation. But you know me, this is about wisdom and wisdom smacks, if at all possible. And I want to get past that to look more at us and what we do with our uses and our builds. And I want to just take a look at this today because, first of all, it's always intriguing because it gets me into one of those areas that I actually really freaking geek out on, and that is um, human potential, human performance, peak performance, and all that kind of great stuff. And so if you'll just permit me, I just want to talk a little bit today about that. Now, yesterday, I had a very provocative topic where I talked about, I mean, title, I should say. I talked about, you know, this is how you get fired. (laughs) And um, I talked about some things that um, people can learn from and do. And um, I didn't get any comments on it. It was just that when I went back and and review the notes. I was like, okay, so maybe I could have been a little nicer. And so today, I was like, you know what, let me just do this. I've been wanting to explore this for a while now. And so, yeah. All right. So let's get into it. So the first thing I do want to say is, is that we spent a lifetime trying to figure out our freaking owner's manual. I don't know. Well, I, I, I was always going, almost going to say, I don't know about you, but I've, I've interacted with enough people to know that our standard operating manual, our owner's manual, if you will, would be really nice to have a lot of times when we're going through stuff. You know, like what happens when you feel melancholy and you have those, those days that you're in quote unquote funk and you know, there's nothing wrong with you out of the ordinary. It's just that you have the cases of the meh and you, you know, you could easily be a cast member from a a Jerry Seinfeld show or something like that, uh, you know, on the show about nothing. And, or what about, those times when you have this, these flutters in your stomach of excitement and you can't pinpoint why it doesn't make any kind of sense and it just happens for a few days and then it leaves, you know. Now, I am saying that not just because I've had those situations, but because this is, you know, stuff that I've been able to, uh, been privy to as people have shared with me. Uh, some of the things that really kind of make them go, hmm, and so, I like, I like I said before, it, it's just really good to be able to explore that stuff in the context of what are we built for? Now, yes, I have talked about purpose, how to find it, how to structure it, and all this kind of stuff. Yes, I have. I've even talked about, even yesterday, talked about asking the necessary questions. Um, And we have looked at different ways to become more savvy, more intuitive, and all this kind of stuff. And so today, with regards to our build and our use, I want to kind of look at something uh, that's, uh, I guess, on the other side of that stuff, and that is how to have insightful answers to fill into our invisible owner's manuals. Okay, so bear with me just a minute. There is a saying uh, I, I love it, and I had to write it down so I wouldn't flub it because I'm I'm really good at that, and that is. That we have to increase our intentions while decreasing the extensions, meaning that our intent needs to be rather specific of what we want to to focus on or what answers we want to get. I was watching, uh, I think it was a documentary on Booker, Booker, no, not Booker T. Uh, It was... Yes, it was on uh, oh Carver um, wa- uh Washington. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe Mr. Peanut man. Uh, it- it'll come back to me, guys. I apologize I should write these things down. Um, but I was watching a um a documentary on him, and um George Carver wash Washington, okay. and. It was said that when people would write him, because he would get so many letters, and this was at the turn of the century um, from the 1800s to the 1900s, and he would write them back. But before, he would go, and he would sit in nature and pray and ask for the right answers. And it was said That one time he went and someone asked him, because he had been telling people to grow peanuts, uh, to preserve the land, to give the land a break from the regular crops of cotton and other tobaccos and things that they had been uh, using the soil for for so long that it was depleted. And when he sat down, he uh, supposedly prayed and asked for uh, a, a, a answer uh, to this big question of how to fix the soil, and uh, it said that, or he got a reply, or either some kind of unction to know that he was asking too broad of a question, and to make his intentions more direct, and so he then said, "Okay, uh, what? Uh, how? What, how can this person?" use peanuts to uh, give the land a break. And that's when he supposedly got the inspiration to start figuring out those, uh, those hundred plus ways of different uses for the peanut and how it would help people um, during that time to, to regenerate the soil, the quality of the soil and so many different things. And I looked at that. And at the time, I wasn't thinking about use versus bill. But in hindsight, I'm looking at it right now. And the thing is, is I was like, you know what? (sighs) This man, he was a genius and he had a humbleness about him where he gave up a very lucrative career up north to come back only a few years after the uh, um, the abolishing of slavery to work at an upstart college where the man basically told him, I really can't pay you anything and you're going to forego fortunes and fame. And he was like, I want to come back and help, you know, my people. And he did. And I was like, wow, he was built for this. You know, he was built for this. But on the other side of that, when I listened to all of the testimonials and the impact that he had on people, he was on the trajectory to be very well known for his his brilliance and he was really a renaissance person um but his application of what he could do and what how he could be used changed when he left i, I want to say he was in ohio or somewhere in the midwest and and came down south to alabama tuskegee And because of what the people needed there, his use just exploded into these different areas because new things were required. And that got me to thinking. And that was, we spend a lot of time trying to understand our build, how, you know, the master or the creator made us, if you believe in that thing, you know. Um, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out why am I here? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And another thing that um, he said, he he ta- um George, Carver, Carver, George Washington Carver said was he was like, you could, you know, have all of these things, but our greatest thing is to be of service to others. And I, I have continued to hear that over and over again. And when, um, we hear about service to others, I will be honest with you to say that a lot of people think of it as uh, getting used, you know, and yes, you're supposed to be used, but uh, without any kind of uh, benefit, without any kind of joy exchange, and even for some people without any kind of compensation, which can be true, let's be honest with you. But as I continue to to look at this use versus build kind of thing, I'm starting to see Especially with the hindsight of twenty twenty of these of these greats, these historical greats, is that when we talk about this use and being of use to people, it helps us to define and to add on to our build type, meaning that our purpose is uh, able to morph, to grow, to refine itself, to reset itself, to do whatever it needs to uh, to be. What is going to give us the most fulfillment out of life? And I really appreciate that, not only because it gives us a way to have hope, if, you know, for whatever time you are in your life, however old or young you are, being able to know that your use could actually help you figure out your build or even make your build is a great thing. And One of the shortcuts that, like I said before, that I'm finding is when we can truly be of use to others. And that use means that we can fulfill um, a need, solve a problem, be there in some capacity for someone else. There is this law um, that... uh, MJ DeMarco talks about in um, his book, Unscripted. And I've, I've uh, posted the book a few times. Uh, so check, you know, check the show notes or whatever, or just, you know, Amazon will have it. You know, use our link, michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ, please. And, you know, look it up and everything. Um, but he talks about this law and he, he talks about it uh, being uh, the, the law of accumulation. And he talks about how if you want to have a million dollars, find a way to be of service to a million people and and that will help. And I like that he said that because he is a very analytical, straightforward, get the money kind of entrepreneur. But for him to even say something like that, let me know that, yes, this is a real, it, I believe it goes past a theorem that this is something that really helps us. So let's talk a little bit more about um, use versus build. The next thing, now we, I've just talked about how, you know, that build part being part, t- partly tied into our purpose. We've talked about George Car- Carver, or George, Wa- I don't know why I keep doing that to that man's name. George Washington Carver's uh, look on life and some of the insights we could learn from him and how his purpose and his build changed when he went down to Alabama and spent the last 47 years of his life working tirelessly for people who could give him nothing. They really couldn't. And he didn't even he didn't even worry about stuff. But you know, uh doing that. But then the next thing is is I, I kind of want to have us take a look at uh how we can look for gaps between our make and our use. And because of that and when I talked about those insightful answers and him praying and being told to specify increase his intention and decrease the scope and the broadness um that's where I started looking at how a lot of times we can have a big gap between what we do and what we're made to do and so just like what, our uses for what we, what we what we use ourselves for can help us to uh, better understand our bill it can also cause some problems if we don't watch it think about a person and it, it may be even someone you love close or even you and you look at them or you look at yourself and you say oh my gosh, so much potential and it's not being utilized or underutilized and it makes you sad and it makes you want to change it. Well, that's another thing with regards to this gap that I want to kind of like just talk about for a little bit. This gap between what we what we do, how we are useful or not useful, and what we are built to be able to do. And I'll say this, and this is a, like I said before, this one is a quote. I've used it before, and I I didn't give attribution to it the last time, but it's in a lit RPG book by the name of Delvers LLC. It's book one of a series. And one of the characters says in the book, any power is only limited by one's creativity and it was just powerful. It sounds so blah and so cliché-ish, but at that moment, it took on life. It took on Numa, you know, the breath of spirit, and spoke to me, and it became life. And it let me know that any power, anything that we have fuel, that we have excitement and a catalyst to act upon, is only limited by our creativity. And because of that, We can change the gap between what we are built to do, our inherent potential, and what we're actually doing by the bridge of creativity. Have you ever had, um, and I'm laughing because I'm thinking about situations (laughs) where, uh, you know, I've, I've done this, but have you ever had a dream to pull something off that required a very large budget and you basically had no budget? If you have it, let me tell you. You will definitely understand that there is a bridge of creativity that has to be erected to get you from where you are to where you want to be. But I will say this, that every time you appeal to creativity to help you get that bridge, creativity will not let you down. Creativity will help you to understand that where there is a will, there is a way. And that is why that particular uh, quote, uh, quote um, any power is only limited by one's creativity, just zinged me right in my, my my heart. My heart chakra, I was like, yes, giving me life, giving me life. And, you know, it it just kind of like helped me to get a, a renewed appreciation for what we are. And what we do. I've also talked about the whole be, do, have uh, sequence that we live our life in. And I've told the story, I'll tell it up again real quick. But when I went to um, business school, one of the first classes that um, I took with business theory and all this other stuff um, and how to support upper management and stockholders and all of that, they talked about business identity. And they talked about how before a business can actually start to act, they must know who they are or basically who they be. And that is why a lot of businesses will have a mission statement. They'll now, uh, and they, it used to be a mission statement, a goal statement, but now more so because people are not really doing that kind of stuff uh, as you know they used to they'll have a statement of identity and a power statement. And then they'll have uh, a core list of beliefs. I actually did a podcast, um, you know, a while ago about the power of a manifesto. And this manifesto is part of who you be. And so in school, first, you know, first semester of uh, of uh, the MBA program, they're teaching us about the be, do, have um, sequence of events for a good business to have a foundation on. And the professor said, just kind of like as a matter of fact, you know, like, as you know, this is uh, a business becomes a living, breathing entity because a business can be uh, sued and a business can hire and fire and do things that a living person could be doing. And so that's why uh, the business has to uh, have its genesis in being before it can do and have anything just like us. And he said that, and a lot of the class kind of looked at him quizzically, and he was like, you know, we are human beings before we are human doings. And I'll even say back then, I kind of had a few light bulbs go off myself. And so ever since then, understanding that we have to be before we do and have, but they can all be kind of happening almost around the same time, but you got to understand who you be first, it made it all more impactful to go back and look at this whole use versus build. Because if I say, and and then this is the part that I want to bring out about this whole creativity with any power. What I want to say is, is our, our usefulness and what, what we do uh, is only predicated on what we are or who. We are, and so at any given time, our creativity can help us to be a person, so that we can do something that closes the gap between our being and our build. And that's when I I'm I'm talking about, and I mean that's why I'm talking about that that bridge of creativity that will help you enact and activate any power. Uh, to get whatever it is that you want to get done. And that is how you can start to get these insightful answers to the necessary questions of life. You know, and as I'm talking about insightful answers, I just want to say this little thing about this whole use versus build. And that is that at this particular time, because hopefully I will continue to be blessed, to uh, get these wisdom smacks in my life, and be able to share—you know—the the the humbleness of what I'm having to learn. Because I don't, you know, the more you learn, the more you know you don't know anything. But I'm hoping that as I continue to to grow in this vein of wisdom and helping to share this stuff with you guys that I'll be able to help you to better pinpoint how to get the insightful answers. But as for right now, I can tell you that as I continue to matriculate and be so blessed to have clients that come to me for consulting, for counseling, for um, direction, and all of those different things, I get to have to come up with insightful <laughs> answers. And because of that, because of th- this topic that we're talking about today, I have learned to ask the necessary, the right questions. And then my answers have to be insightful because I can't just answer the question. I have to answer the issue. Uh, it's kind of like the doctor who can't just treat the symptoms he or she has to address the cause. Um, I remember that show House. I caught it a few times. I I wasn't an avid follower of it, Uh, but I do remember a few times where they would have a a case of someone with some weird symptoms going on and they would go through these battery of possibilities and they would continue to treat these different uh, symptoms. And then eventually, uh, someone would have a eureka moment and they would go and usually they would like actually do some sleuthing, like go to the person's home to check out, you know, what was going on in their home life or actually leaving the hospital to do some investigation to gain a background understanding. And anyway they would come back and they would understand that the cause of the problem was something completely different. And so insightful answers, as you're learning more about the different creative uses that will help you with your build or that come out of your build, these insightful answers are not only going to help you to answer the question that's posed and answer the problem or solve the problem. It's also going to deal with the causation. It's it's going to deal with that because there are some times when, if you don't watch it, you'll be doing things either only because this is what I'm built for. This is what I'm good for. You know, kind of having that little myopic look at life. And I've seen that too. I mean, I actually have people that I know and love that I scream sometimes, stop, you know, just only doing the stuff you're good at. Stop playing it safe. Stop, you know, just saying, well, this is what I do and this is only what I do. And I, don't, you know, stop that and dare to do to do things uh, by using that creativity of being so that you can use yourself in new and varying ways. Remember uh, George uh, Washington Carver getting all these letters from people and having to answer them and answer questions that he didn't know the answers to, but he stretched himself. He would go and sit in nature and talk to um, his person uh, or his entity, and he would get answers, and it caused him to stretch and grow. This man was a Renaissance man. He was an accomplished artist, uh, scientist, teacher, um, botanist, uh, nature lover, you name it. And yet and still, he continued to push through so that both his usefulness or what he would do with his life and what he was made for were always evolutionary and always changing. And as I'm coming to an end, that's kind of what I want to say with with today's uh, podcast. I wanted to kind of just, you know, have a talk about our usefulness and our purpose. And it comes down to this. That because we have this power called life and sovereignty over our lives, we and we're also gifted with creativity, we have the ability to continue to always update, upgrade, and even evolutionize what we do and what we were made to do. So please allow wisdom to smack you real good. Don't get stuck in any ruts. Don't get dismayed if you see a huge gap between what you're doing and what you know you were made to do. You know, don't moan over your potential. Use your power. That first and foremost has that creativity to build a bridge to get you to where you want and change your usefulness by first being the new person that you want to be and then doing it. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to support us using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye.